Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joshua T. Berglund, and this is Gratitude Unfiltered. Before we start the show intros, uh, I think you guys are catching on to the theme here. I hope my mic sounds okay. I'm discombobulated because I just realized that um, our guest, hi, Mama Gotti, good to see you, watching on YouTube. Anyway, uh, I don't know where our guest is, but that said, before we start the show, I want to start with this. I hope you guys are all doing well. This is in my devotional today. I read a few devotionals, but this one's called New Beginnings, and I like it because it's dated. <laughs> you know how people that believe in horoscopes, and <laughs> the people who believe in horoscopes, and everything lines up, and it's like, wow, that's really familiar. It's really interesting how devotionals that have dates on it always seem to apply to the day today. And I really do hope our guest shows up because our guest is gonna be fascinating and I have something I wanna to talk to him about, but I don't know where he's at. So anyway, let's get started on here and then we'll just see what happens. All right, today's February 3rd, right? <laughs> okay, it's February 3rd, here we go. I already read this once, I think I would've remembered. Who controls your life? You however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit. If the Spirit of God lives in you, read that one more time, you, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit, if the Spirit of God lives in you. Romans 8, 9. Are you in control of your life? Or are you controlled by changing circumstances, variable moods, and other forces beyond your comprehension or control. It may be possible that you say and do things that are not true to your nature. Paul says, when I want to do good, evil is right there with me. Who can relate? There is nothing very common. There is a very common human experience. You therefore need an external force that is larger than yourself to control you when you cannot control yourself. The nature and temperament that you have inherited is often a slave to destructive habits. And when you are constrained by such bonds, your whole spirit is in slavery. Even though your spirit tries to assert itself, it finds that it cannot bring, it cannot enjoy the freedom which is intuitively knows to be its birthright. However, here's a wonderful truth of Christian principles and experience. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. I'm going to read that again. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. When this Holy Spirit of God takes possession of your life and expresses himself through your spirit, you will discover that your life gains new meaning and significance and is filled with spiritual strength that enables you to grow to maturity in him. Thank you, Jesus. Lord Jesus, my Redeemer and Savior that when your Holy Spirit fills my life, I am governed and guided by him. So good. What's up, everybody? God bless you. Thank you guys for being here. Let's get it started.
What's up, everybody? This is Gratitude Unfiltered. We are live on the Live Mono Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network. You can find us on Apple TV, Roku, and Amazon Fire by downloading the E360 TV app. Uh, proud to partner with E360 for our network. Uh, just amazing, amazing group of people over there. So grateful for them um, and everything we get to do there with that network. But Live Mono Worldwide, we've got our own network. God is great. Uh, thank you to everyone who watch or downloads the podcast. Uh, yeah, I can't talk today. Thank you to everyone that downloads the podcast because I know there's people downloading because they get to see it. It's so cool. So thank you for all your support. And my friend, Mama Gotti, all the way from Sonny Von Cleveland show. Sonny Von Cleveland has a few shows that are amazing. You guys should check it out. The Morning Brew and uh, Holding the Rope. You guys should check them out. And that's how I know Mama Gotti. And Mama Gotti, to answer your question, I think I just did. Um, evidently, this show on the big screen is kind of cool. <laughs> so you can watch it on the big screen. You can use YouTube. You can go directly to livemonoworldwide.org. You can download the E360 app and find us there. You find all of the lineup of our shows. And uh, it's exciting. So our guest isn't here. So that means what you get to experience today is utter chaos. If you like chaos, then hang tight because it's going to be fun. Good to see you, Sonny Von Cleveland, my man, Jessica, my lovely wife, Richard Rodriguez. Good to see you. All right, so here's the thing. I'm going to go back to what I was reading um, because there's there's so much truth, truth in this. And I'm going to go to where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. That in itself, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And Holy Spirit, help me because <laughs> I'm not prepared. But I'm just going to relate to you and talk to you about what, what's up, Chris Lynn? Um, I'm going to relate, I'm going to try to relate this the best that I can. Because I don't call myself a Christian. Oh, I'm a, an evangelist. But I don't call myself a Christian. I call myself a follower of Christ. And here's why. Because the minute that somebody labels you a Christian, you're put into this box. I don't know if you figured out by now, but you can't put me in a box. I won't be put in a box. And in the Holy Spirit, with the Holy Spirit, there are no boxes and there's no rules and there's no sandpit you can't play in. See, a lot of people look at Christians as religious zealots or religious freaking maniacs or people that are just, you know, they're just beaten down by rules and all of that. I don't subscribe to any of that. In fact, and I say this quite a bit, with the Holy Spirit, I break more rules than I ever did when I was a convict, right? than I ever did when I was a junkie. I break way more rules, and it satisfies me. <laughs> like, I don't know how that translates to you, but the fact is that there is so much freedom when you are aligned with the Spirit, when you are filled with the Spirit. And how do you be filled with the Spirit? You don't put poison in your body. You don't poison yourself. And one of, I did an episode years ago, and this was after a, a meth relapse, of all things. And I and listen, we're going to probably go all over the place today, so just strap in um, because I'm not going to – I don't have a filter because I'm not prepared, so therefore whatever comes out of my mouth is going to come out. But after this meth relapse that I had, one of the things that I was really curious about is like, what am I, where's the disconnect? Because I know I have the Holy Spirit. I know I have God. 
I know I love Jesus, but why in the hell am I craving drugs and sex so bad? Like, why can't I shake this? And I couldn't figure it out. And fast forward a few years to the present day, I still don't necessarily have the answer, but here's what I know. When there's more of the spirit in me, like I've allowed it to have more control over me, right? I've surrendered everything to God. I've surrendered everything to the spirit's guidance. The more of that that's real for me, the more the spirit will control me. Therefore, when I start to have these thoughts or see these things that are normal triggers for me, what happens is I, 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 the spirit is like, it'll make me sick. So like if I'm thinking about, you know, honestly, I, I, I've got a couple days of like chill days. Like I could probably party today. I could probably, I could probably like go out and get hammered and, do some blow or do some math. I can get these thoughts. And then all of a sudden it's like, Ooh, and then the minute those thoughts come in, then comes the, Oh yeah. And then you got the, you know, like we can, I can have some crazy sex, and, you know, probably instigate an orgy. We can do like, like this is what goes through my head, but they come in the form of the absolute seduction. But the more of the spirit I have, the more I'm able to go, cancel that thought. No. Or I can strike it down. I can take my authority over that thought. The more I desire to take authority over that thought. However, if I'm not full of the spirit, if I've kind of like ignored God, I've ignored, there's a difference too in the quiet time and hang with me because I'm kind of all over the place, but I will circle, I will tie this all back together. When I take my quiet time meaning. I am present with God's word. I am present in prayer. I am present with speaking and communicating with God, and I'm not distracted by other things, and I'm there. Then the more of the Spirit, the more I intently request that the Holy Spirit guide my every move that day. But if I'm distracted because of, you know, the conspiracy wormhole, or I'm I'm distracted with the lust that I, you know, battle. And look, I battle real life lust. Like there's days that I do genuinely want to go back to my old ways because honestly, you know, it's called, uh, I want to party and play. Like there's days that I genuinely want to party and play. And those of you from the dark sex world and sex and drug world know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you don't, I'm going to introduce to you a new term that you may not know, and it's called chemsex. Chem, like as in chemistry, sex. And so the two, for me, that was my, that, that was the demon that consumed my life. That consumed my life. But the more I'm intent, the more I work at renewing my mind, the more that I work at casting away those thoughts. It's funny, I'll get the thought, the faster I condemn that thought, the faster I cast that thought down, the faster that I go, no, I don't want that, all of a sudden I'm revived with the Holy Spirit's presence. It's like the Holy Spirit. And again, I'm just sharing a personal like thing here, like a personal experience, but that thought, 
like I cast it away. And then all of a sudden it's like the Holy spirit inside of me says, thank you. And then all of a sudden more of me is full of the spirit. But when I start and I, I, I let that thought linger and then it morphs and then what happens, it starts to manifest in my dreams. And I've shared this a few times, but like my dreams are physical. <laughs> like when I was having night terrors, I could physically feel being murdered or whatever it was back then. Now it's, I'm feeling like I'm actually consuming the narcotics and consuming the sex. So why is that a problem? Well, because then it lingers on the rest of the day and then it affects my quiet time. And then all of a sudden this distance from God grows and grows and grows. And all of a sudden, like, where are you at? Like, where are you at, God? Where are you at? But the truth is, it was me that did it. It was me that didn't take authority over those thoughts. And here's the other thing that I recognize. Every time something good starts to happen in my life, every time, all of a sudden, the little test starts to drop. The messages through Messenger. And I'm not perfect. Like, I get triggered. I get triggered, especially when it comes to sex. Sex is this weird thing for me. I don't have a healthy relationship yet with sex. And I'm a married, committed, love my wife. And all of this stuff she knows. Like, none of it's a secret. But this is a real battle. And this is a battle that men and women alike have. But no temptation that is thrown at us, we don't have the power to remove. We have the power to overcome. That's why we have the Holy Spirit, but it's also why we want more of him and less of us, because us, us, is not so good. <laughs> at, least, at least I can speak for myself. I don't want to like put that on you, but I know that my nature is a pervert, junkie, delinquent, deadbeat. I know that. So, the Holy Spirit, and I was talking about breaking rules, I'm a rule breaker. I'm not somebody, like I defy, defy authority as much as possible, especially when I look at that authority and go, you don't have my best interest at heart. I don't look at our government and go, ah, yeah, our government cares about us. <laughs> like, I don't believe that for a second. I don't believe for a second that our government, they, I don't, they don't have our best interest. They never have. If they had our best interest, they would tell the truth, and they are not telling the truth. And frankly, the truth at this point is going to be so painful. I mean, and more and more and more is coming out, and I don't want to spend time in that wormhole right now, but I don't trust them. Instinctively, I don't trust many. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit and it comes to like that life, no matter what is happening in the world, the one thing I've learned about the Holy Spirit is this. He will always find a way. These hopes and dreams that you have, and I know a lot of you out there right now are in the situation. It's like, wait a second. So, We've locked down for over a year. The government has given us, uh, you know, six hundred dollars just recently, and then maybe I think it was a thousand or two thousand before. I forget. But 
They've locked us down. They forced us out of our businesses and all that stuff. Yet at the same time, what I'm seeing and I'm experiencing in my own life is that kingdom people, people that are led by the spirit, have found a way around every little obstacle that our governments have locked us down and imprisoned us and forced these bullcrap rules on us that make absolutely no sense. They've prevent, they've suppressed the truth from us about what medication works, and now they're forcing these vaccinations down our throat. Yeah, screw you. I'm not taking it. But all of these rules and this lockdown and this shutdown, the Holy Spirit always finds a way. I've said it over and over and over again, and I mean this. It doesn't matter what natural disaster happens in the world. It doesn't matter what diagnosis you just got. It doesn't matter that your spouse just left. It, I mean, I, I know it hurts, but I'm saying, or your kids don't want anything to do with you. It, that, that stuff does not change the fact that the Holy Spirit, the Lord God, our creator, the manufacturer of our whole life, it doesn't change God's purpose for your life. Nothing around you changes that. God's purpose for your life is just as much alive today than it ever is before. However, you, me, and everyone else is trapped in a spiritual battle, whether they recognize it or not. And the spiritual battle comes in the form of drugs, alcohol, sex. It comes in disinformation. It comes from all of the crap that's on the news to distract you. It's on all of the, the dark web stuff that is all, you know, takes you down the conspiracy wormholes, which admittedly I get distracted by because I believe a lot of it. I, I absolutely do. But Jesus said, keep your eyes fixated on him for a reason, and here's why. Because if your eyes shift to the left or the right and have not focused on him, guess what else you miss out on? You miss out on the freedom that the Holy Spirit provides you. It's like the Holy Spirit is the get-out-of-jail-free card. And I'm not saying go commit a crime. I'm not saying that. But the Holy Spirit has this way of just floating you around all, all the different obstacles, and you got nothing in your way. It's amazing. So here's what prevents the Holy Spirit from being alive in you. And I know a lot of you biblical scholars out there will be able to add more things on and go for it. But this is my experience. Having too many drinks, it dulls my spirit. The reason why they call alcohol spirits, for the record, is because it dulls your Holy Spirit and invites other spirits in. It's a, They've done studies on that, actually. That's kind of a, it's an interesting thing. It's also part of folklore, but it's true. Um, anger, resentment, unforgiveness, these are things that shut down your spirit, that keeps you from rising, that keeps you from stepping into all that God has for you. What led me to Oklahoma when I left Los Angeles, and I literally, you have to understand, like all of my visions <laughs> that I believe that God wanted for me to do, I'm in LA, I get to meet with LA models as a, for a talent and modeling agency. Um, you know, Gratitude Unfiltered, doing it in L.A., the Morgan camera shop where 
where, where the vision for Voices for the Voiceless, our, our youth program, and then really, really Voices for the Voiceless is for anybody, um, but the specific youth program that we want to start there. All of my dreams and visions are in Los Angeles, but I also have a global vision. So when I heard the words, if you do not take the time, or I'm sorry, if you do not heal all of the wounds of your past, if you do not heal all of the wounds of your past, you will never, ever receive all that God has available for you. Think about that. That unforgiveness that you're hanging on to, that resentment you have for being slighted or not getting the job or not getting the part or being, being bypassed, getting screwed over, somebody owes you money and you're upset about it because you don't know how you're going to pay your bills and you don't know where the money is going to come from. Those little things that you hang on or hang on to that you know are not good for you, you know that they are not for you. Those things that you're hanging on to are keeping you from all that God has for you. So when I hear that, I'm going, and I used to pray, God, I'll go anywhere. I'll go to Beirut. I'll go to Afghanistan. I'll go, I'll go anywhere but Oklahoma. Didn't want to go to Oklahoma. That's like going back into hell. Like that for me was going to hell. But you know what? <laughs> Everything that's happening in my life, in our life, all of the blessings that I've received in the present tense has come from listening to the Holy Spirit's prompting that it's I got wounds to heal. And I recognized when I heard if you don't heal all the wounds of your past that I had been running and hiding and doing everything to avoid going back to Oklahoma, a place that I fled from, a place that I was doing meth and cocaine and sleeping with everything that walked and doing very irresponsible things and doing a being a horrible steward, being of money, uh, being an arrogant prick, thinking that I could buy my way out of anything just a self-destructive junkie that was hurting everyone in my path. I didn't want to go back to that because Oklahoma is not that big. There's no blending in in Oklahoma. I don't really blend in anywhere, I've learned. But, you know, like Oklahoma was a little rough. That's where I grew up. But going back there, I got to see the supernatural happen. All of the dreams that I had about doing a, a live a live version of Gratitude Unfiltered in front of an audience. That didn't happen in LA, it happened in Oklahoma. And you see, the reason I'm talking about this is because if you trust that spirit inside of you, if you're obedient to the call, if you're obedient, if you're obedient to what the Holy Spirit is showing you to do, you will go on the adventure of a lifetime. You will take detours. Because, you know, like, I'm imagining, okay, I mean, I have a personal goal. Like, I really want a house in the hills because if you've seen the views up there, it's amazing. <laughs> I, I genuinely do. But more importantly, the work that I want to do at the Morgan Camera Shop, the work we will do at the Morgan Camera Shop, I thought leaving California was going to rob me of that, of, of my dreams of, 
of the talk show and of getting to act and all of that. I thought, but God, no, God, no. If I leave LA, I won't be able to do these things. And I know that if I have a vision for it, if I know if I can see it, if I know if I'm dreaming about it, God, I know it's from you. I know it's, it's supposed to happen. But then I go to Oklahoma, I go to Word of God Church, which that experience and get, even finding that church was supernatural. Getting to do Gratitude Unfiltered, getting that experience, getting producing experience, getting to learn so much, like everything continued on. Like I was still in LA, but even better because I listened to the spirit. I thought I knew better by saying, no, I won't go to Oklahoma. But when I said yes to the spirit and allowed the spirit to lead me, all of a sudden, a piece of my dream comes true. Fast forward, go to Minnesota. What the heck? Minnesota? What the heck is in Minnesota except polar bears and ice, what do you call them, Eskimos? Like, igloos. It's freaking cold here. So cold. Of course, we have a window open. It's amazing how 30 degrees feels like I'd go lay out now. I mean, like 30 days is a beach day here. Unbelievable. So, but I'm in Minnesota, but I felt it in my spirit after the, the riots. And this is why I wanted to talk to Sean so bad, because, you know, Black Lives Matter and all that stuff, like he's he's got a really cool project going on with that. I want to talk to him about that and ask him all the questions that need to be asked because there's so much disinformation about Black Lives Matter. I want to ask him, and he didn't show up. He's still invited back. I'm not mad at him. It happens. Anyway, so, but Minnesota, like why, why do you want me to go? I felt so determined that I needed to stay in Minneapolis and no, it's not because of my beautiful smoking hot wife. No, it has nothing to do with that. I felt like this is where I'm supposed to be. Because I was telling Jessica, like, look, look, we're going to do this. Like, we're going to California. Like, you know, I'm not going to Minnesota. You're crazy. But guess what? I freaking love it here. <laughs> like, I love my life here. I love my churches here. I love the people here. And, and here's the other thing. All that stuff I wanted to do, act, model, and make fun of me all you want, but I wanted to model. It's fun. Um, and getting to act and do movies and do, sh you know, show all that, and that happened. But also the other thing that happened when I came to Minnesota and stayed, that's when the vision for Live Mono Worldwide happened. In Minnesota! Who is a media organization in Minnesota? I didn't think it was possible, but it was the Holy Spirit that did it. I didn't get the LA Models gig. I thought I had it nailed. I was bummed because I know I I know I aced that the audition. I know I did. And you know what? And that was going to lead to a lot of cool things. And I was so bummed, so disappointed. Some of you remember me doing those lives when I like I was there auditioning. But in Minnesota, I got the coolest agent. And now, and I'm not saying this to brag, but last night I had a huge audition and I made the final cut. And my belief about Gratitude Unfiltered having a world tour is that close to coming true. I swear, I'm not supposed to swear, 
Um, but I, I, I like it, it's happening. Like Tokyo, Moscow, Paris, New York, Mexico City, Dallas, Texas, L.A., San Diego, Miami, London. All of those things that I've been saying on Gratitude Unfiltered, where I want the world tour to go, Johannesburg, that close in one signature. But that's the Holy Spirit. That's what obedience for the Holy, to the Holy Spirit is. So if you can receive all of those promises, like if you can understand like the importance importance of being obedient to that, wouldn't you, and I would love for you to answer this question, wouldn't you want more of the Holy Spirit? Like, don't you, wouldn't you trust the Holy Spirit more if you knew that led to all of God's promises? Like, if you just knew it? And here's the thing, it doesn't start off, you don't start off with that confidence. Because when the Holy Spirit will prompt you to do something, typically it's like, what? That doesn't even make sense. Minnesota didn't make sense. Oklahoma didn't make sense because I'm telling God I belong in LA. But no, I belonged in Oklahoma. I mean, I, yeah, I belong in LA, but I got to go to Oklahoma. I got to go to Minnesota. And now, I get the world. That is God. That is the Holy Spirit. That is a relationship with Jesus. Some of you have a hard time hearing from the Holy Spirit. Some of you have a hard time from being from God. But the more that you've clunked up yourself, the more that you've hurt yourself, the more, that, the more anger and resentment you hang on to, the more you give in to the temptation that you know is going to hurt you, the more you give in to that, that's more of you and less of him. But the more you deny your flesh, you the more you den deny those, those, I mean, it is pleasure. <laughs> it is for a bit. But then it falls off. Then it starts to hurt you. It causes pain. It's not so much fun. God will use you wherever you are. Well said. Well said. Well said. Well said. Hold on. We'll be right back. Check this out real quick. Thank you for 
being patient. <laughs> when I want to do good, evil is right there with me. Romans 7.21. Have you ever prayed to God and asked God for something big? And then all of a sudden, some big old fat obstacle comes right in your way. Some giant comes and gets in your face. Has that ever happened to you? I heard Graham Cook, uh, and I don't remember the exact quote, but Graham Cook talks about this a lot. In Christ, the outcome is guaranteed. You are guaranteed to overcome all of your obstacles. Your obstacles could be the tempta temptation. Your obstacles could be uh, an illness. Your obstacles could be losing all your money. Your obstacles could be getting screwed out of a business deal. Your obstacles could be, your it could be anything. But the outcome is guaranteed in Christ. Your victory is guaranteed. But that's when we trust him. That's when we trust the Holy Spirit to guide us and to show us the way out. It's the out, like the, these giants and obstacles are not always the devil either. That's another thing I think when we think that something crazy happens or you know, we get a no or a rejection. We always think it's of the devil. It's not always of the devil. Sometimes God steps in to go, this is, I got something better for you, dude. Like, chill out. I got something better for you. But wait, you're not, not ready for this. I'm, I'm preparing you for something bigger. But we get so impatient with God. Or the minute we see that giant come up, like we've asked God, that like God help me with this. Like I'm ready for that promotion, God. And the obstacle comes in our face. And we're like, God, God doesn't love me. Ah, this is bullcrap. What the heck? And we, we quit. What do you think that shows God? It shows God we don't trust him. It shows God that we're not really ready to level up. Because as T.D. Jake says, new levels bring new devils. So if you can't face that giant that pops in your face that I believe that God allowed there for a reason, are you going to trust him? Are you going to know that you can overcome? Are you going to know that victory is yours? Are you going to surrender and trust God to handle it for you? Or are you going to run? Because there's no way up that mountain, the path to your destiny, there is no way up without facing your giants. There's no way up. And you better believe that every big prayer you pray has a giant. <laughs> the answer is right behind the giant you get to conquer. The yes is on the other side of that. God will not give you anything that you cannot handle. And that, that's not just perceive bad things, it's good. It's the good things, too. 
I tell people all the time. I mean, Jessica just told me this today and yesterday. I think she tells me all the time. My mom, the same way. If I would have been given and given the commission on the millions of dollars that I raised for those films, or if I would have really the, struck that one of those oil deals that I was brokering, if I would have gotten that LA Models contract, where would my life be? I didn't have any armor. You put a million dollars in my bank account two years ago, even though I love the Lord with all my heart, I would have been on a week-long meth and sex bench in a hurry in Las Vegas or some crazy place. I know that's true. And all that would be gone. Because I hadn't learned the importance of obedience. I hadn't learned the importance of taking my authority over those temptations. And look, I'm not a master at it. I'm not. I fall short all the time. I mean, I haven't had a relapse, but like even the desires and like letting that desire hang on. You know, one of the things about being a very visual person, like see, like getting visions, getting visions for people or brands or myself, is that... I see everything very detailed. <laughs> I'm not a detailed person, but my visions are detailed. And, and so like when that wave of temptation comes, it comes dressed perfectly packaged of, this is gonna feel amazing, this is gonna be great. But it's what breaks my mom's heart. It's what runs my, my, my testimony, it's what wrecks my life it's what puts me back in the grave i don't belong in the grave neither do you temptation's a mother trucker man but you have the authority to overcome it and the more you overcome the more you walk in obedience and thank god for pastor castillo at word of god church in oklahoma city who's my pastor now, I'm blessed to have a couple pastors now, but I mean, but Pastor Castillo, he's my spiritual father. I think I have a spiritual mom now, too. Actually, I have two spiritual moms. This is getting confusing. I have a lot of godly people in my life that are just amazing. But that is a blessing in itself, because that's not something I had before. Like, how many of you can relate to the fact that when you start walking out your Christian life and you actually let people see who you really are, or like what you've been through and what you did, and all of a sudden you're like, eh, feel judged and naked. Like I hadn't been to church, I hadn't been to a single church in my life until the last year, two years of my life, that if people heard my testimony, they'd be like, yeah, I wasn't getting, getting invited back. Do you know how messed up that is? Do you know how messed it up is? Like I remember, and I'm not gonna say the church's name. There are big churches in Southern California. Um, you know how frustrating it is to be there and like having no men and like that time in my life had no men in my life that I could trust, that I could go to. I was still scared of men, but I'm like, I need to share my testimony because I need people to know. And I would share it. And like we'd be in a Bible study talking about the very sin 
that I was trying to overcome in this Bible study, going over it, and then sharing my heart, sharing my testimony about what I, I'd been through and what I was struggling with and what I wanted to be delivered from and to be judged for it? No. Screw that. It hurt. It hurt so bad. And I know other people out there like you have experienced the same thing. This is why Jessica and I started Live Mana Ministries is because there has to be a place for misfits and outcasts. And they say the church is a hospital for sinners. Then why in the hell are you not letting the sinners be in there and show who they are? Because if you see who they are, you know how to support them best. You know how to love them. It's not easy. This is why so many people turn from the church. Because you're judgmental. You tell people that you get into that religious Christian crap and everything's got to be perfect or you're just wrong. And it's not real. It's not right. It's not Jesus. It has nothing to do with it. Jesus isn't obsessed with sin. He doesn't want you to bathe in it. But when you sin, you repent. You ask for forgiveness and you move on. You don't bathe in it. Christianity, what it should be described as, a personal relationship with Jesus. It's your personal walk. It's not a mass thing. Do you share and profess your love for Jesus publicly? Oh, sure you do. But you don't beat people over the head with it. Here's the thing. I, 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 this, this is a real thing that other Christians deal with. Like people that struggle, there's people out there, men, women of both, that they that have been sexually abused, right? They've been sexually abused. It changes your hardware. And if it was somebody of the same sex that abused, it didn't even take that actually, because it can, the trauma from being sexually abused can cause people to go the other way because they become so scared of who hurt them that they go the opposite way. Well, I got molested by both. So, hardwired as a kid, the things are a little bit different. Guess what? When you change the wiring of your brain, it's really hard to get it, make it go back. It's really hard to go back. So then you get to battle those thoughts for the rest of your life. And yeah, you can take your authority, but sometimes you forget. There's men and women all over the world on stage declaring their love of Jesus that have a secret shame of being attracted or desiring sex with the same sex. But yet the church, like I for the longest time, like I, for me to fully begin to love myself, I had to accept the fact that Jesus loved me the way that I am. However, he doesn't love my sin. That's why he got tortured for it. He, tor he got tortured for your sin too. He got tortured for it. But I had to accept that whatever I was identifying with sexually at the moment, because it changes with each personality shift I have. But the fact is that like, this is a thing for me. But if I didn't learn to love myself, then I wasn't going to start making loving decisions for myself. 
Therefore, I wasn't ever going to get close to Jesus or understand what the relationship was all about. But I began to love myself and understood that this was a personal relationship. And as my personal relationship with the Lord grew, my desires changed. Do I still have those thoughts? Yes, but there's a difference between having thoughts and then having a physical craving that is like, ah, I'm hanging on for dear life. I can't stop. Oh my God, make it stop. There was none of that. None of that. The more I loved myself, the more that went away, and the more I started to realize, oh, I don't want to share my wife with other men. Because, you know, that was one of my things too. It changes. But you see, if I had people up in my face going, you're going to hell, faggot. You're going to hell. You're going to hell for those temptations. You're going to hell for those desires. You're going to hell because you had a relapse. You're always going to be a junkie. You're not a real Christian. How does that feel when people say that to you? Because I know they do. I know you've heard it. Maybe you've said it about someone else. That has nothing to do with We are to have community. We are to love. We're to be there and help our fellow man. But nowhere in there is room for judgment. Because if somebody would have came at me and said that to me, I would have gone the other way. I would have said, you're right. I wouldn't have had the time to heal and learn and grow and become more spiritually mature. You can't make somebody else spiritually mature. It's a personal decision. It's a personal walk. You can't, you may be able to lay hands on somebody, but you cannot fill somebody with the Holy Spirit. Like you can't fill them up and keep them full. It's not, it's not a fuel tank. You just stick it, gas thing and butt and put gas in it. It doesn't work that way. It's a personal relationship. That's why as Christians, as believers, we're to lead with love. We're going to love people where they're at. Because if we love people where they're at, then Jesus will take the rest of it and do the work that we think we can do for him. Our job is to love. That's it. Okay, I'm done. You guys have an amazing day. Thank you for being here. Um, I hope that made sense. <laughs> I know it made sense, but I hope it made, like, I hope it spoke to you. This, there's so much freedom in Jesus, man. It's not religious. It doesn't weigh you down. I get to do whatever the heck I want to do. I get to see my dreams come true because my dreams are what God put in my mind. The gifts and the talents that God has blessed us with are to be used in a way that serves God's people but also brings us joy and gives us purpose. 
the purposeful life is the only life for me. The purposeful life is the life you get to walk confidently. You don't get hung up on the crap. You don't get hung up on the disappointments. Because you know God's got something better for you. And God has something amazing for all of you. But you'll never step into all that God has for you until you heal all the wounds of your past. Maybe the wounds of your present. Because I know some of the decisions that we make hurt us. Self-inflicted. Heavenly Father, thank you for everyone that's watching this live, listening to it, reading it. Thank you, anyone, to everyone here. God, you have a plan for the life. God, you have an amazing plan for everyone's life that's here. Like you're the life that you chose for people is a life of purpose and joy. Yes, times get tough. Yes. Life happens and sometimes it sucks, but your purpose for our life is so much greater than anything that we could dream up on our own, that we could just do on our own. In you, we can do all things, and I thank you for that. I thank you for knowing that. I hope, Lord, that you speak to people's hearts that's watching and listening right now, and you make them know that now. Love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you guys, thank you so much for being here. Um, listen, if you believe in what we're doing and you want to help support our vision and our ministry, please do so. You can go to paypal.me slash livemana. You can see it scrolling at the bottom here. Uh, God bless you guys. Have an amazing day, and uh, we'll see you soon.